ASF has such big news this week that we're dedicating an entire podcast to it. You guessed it, the Autism Sisters Project. There's definitely going to be more to come on this, but I wanted to give you a quick summary. Last year, ASF and Autism Speaks co-organized the Sex and Gender Differences in Autism meeting. There were a lot of things that were brought up as priorities for research, and many of them were supporting by fellowships or working directly with researchers to disseminate information around. There were questions by stakeholders like, what's the likelihood that my unaffected or undiagnosed children will have children with autism? To look at this, we supported Dr. Natasha Maris at Washington University School of Medicine, who's using the Interactive Autism Network to study the recurrence of autism in sisters of individuals with autism and hopefully be collecting biospecimens on extended family members for study. Another topic of intense discussion was, why is there less females diagnosed with autism in the first place? Are we missing them? Is there something protecting them against some of the symptoms? The answers are probably yes, probably yes. And for the protection question, now we're studying it. On Tuesday, we announced the launch of the Autism Sisters Project. The goal is to build a large database that researchers can use to explore this phenomenon and discover how the protective factor can be harnessed to help people with autism of both sexes. When I mentioned that Dr. Maris was going to be collecting biospecimens on extended family members, that includes sisters. And believe it or not, collecting DNA or any other biological, environmental, or phenotype information on all family members, including mother, father, sister, and brother, is not the standard. There's actually only a few studies in the U.S. that have done this so far. One is the Simon Simplex Collection, and the other is the High Risk Baby Siblings Research Consortium. But there are families that have participated in research that maybe that sister or that person without autism hasn't been collected yet. So why is it important to do this? For years, scientists have reported higher autism prevalence in males, but the reason for this gender discrepancy isn't understood. One potential explanation is the presence of a protective factor in females. It could be genetic, it could be epigenetic, it could be environmental, most likely it's a combination of multiple factors. Researchers have shown that some females carry genetic deletions or duplications that are known causes of autism, yet these girls don't exhibit clinical symptoms. Other studies have pointed to the presence of, say, a higher genetic load for females to reach the autism threshold compared to males. But as a group, girls who have a diagnosis tend to exhibit more severe symptoms and be diagnosed later. But again, that's the group that's been diagnosed, not the group that hasn't been diagnosed. We don't really know if some of the girls with milder symptoms are not being diagnosed because they're able to mask them and what's called fly maybe under the radar. Recent evidence has shown that the brains of males and females with autism are different because guess what? The brains of males and females without autism are different. These initial findings warrant a study of unaffected sisters of individuals with autism to try and identify this potential protective effect. Back to the importance of sisters. If females have some sort of protective factor that prevents some of the symptoms of autism, then sisters of people with autism, both sisters of boys with autism and sisters of girls with autism, must have it somehow. And the Sisters Project, among other things, is being built to find it. So in order to do this, three main things are going to be done. First, Data on unaffected sisters will be gathered from existing databases with rigorous behavioral phenotyping data on all family members, including unaffected siblings. First, we're going to start with the Autism Sequencing Consortium, where the Simon Simplex collection is, 
but will definitely expand out to include other sample sets where the data already exists. Second, funds are going to be provided to autism research sites so that sequencing and phenotyping can be expanded to include an unaffected sister where samples already exist from the parents and the person with autism, but not any other family member. And third, new families with a member who has autism and a female sibling without a diagnosis will be studied. They'll be recruited first at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, and they'll donate sample salivas and participate in a full phenotypic workup. A DNA exome scam, among other analyses, will be performed on the entire family. So we're not just doing this on our own. The project has a scientific advisory panel led by Joe Buxbaum, who's the director of the Seaver Autism Center at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Another group of experts are on hand to provide expertise. They include Summer Bishop from UCSF. She wrote an amazing essay on girls with autism that went viral, and you should definitely read it. It's on the ASF Facebook page. Also, Ed Cook from the University of Illinois at Chicago, Mark Daly from Harvard, Bernie Devlin from the University of Pittsburgh, Catherine Reuter from Carnegie Mellon, Elise Robinson from Harvard Medical School, who's been using epidemiological approaches to study the protective effect, Stefan Sanders from UCSF. Stefan also just published a study in molecular autism for their special issue on sex differences that looked at the female protective factor. Also, Céline Saulnier, Paige Seiper from Mount Sinai, Huda Jogby from Baylor, and Lonnie Zweigenbaum from the University of Alberta. I want to reinforce that the issue of the protective effect is just the first phase of this project. We'll likely build it out into more. For example, the phenotypic data can be harnessed to determine how undiagnosed sisters are affected. We use the term unaffected pretty loosely, but they're probably not unaffected at all. They're probably affected, but undiagnosed. Also, sisters have a unique role in the family compared to brothers. I'm sorry, that's just true. And they may have unique experiences that need special attention. With time, this project will be able to study and address those as well. I'm so excited to announce it, and we're going to be making sure that you receive updates on it as things happen. Also, you should read Lauren Singer's amazing essay on what it's like to be an unaffected sister of an individual with autism. I will post the link on the ASF podcast site. Talk to you next week.